This is PBE Daily Early Mornings and Late Night Podcast. My name is Point Blank Yvombi. Thanks for taking the time to listen to yet another episode. It's been a very, very fulfilling week for me because the amount of things I've been able to create as far as the curation of the last couple of episodes have been very energy boosted. And I have to say, I'm really proud of the reception that it's been getting thus far. And I have to say this, I know my marketing side has been very, very poor, but to a great extent, I'm actually glad because it feels as if by me not being as loud as I normally am about my episodes, it leads true subscribers and true curiosity to actually lead its way to the actual content being put out. I can't thank enough uh, Lindsay Obad for taking the time to be a part of the first ever interview episode of the podcast and the input she gave and the honesty that she even put out and to even take the time to even speak to us from the perspective of a person finding their voice in the arts, a person finding their, their angle of how they're going to find their own perfect way of existing. I mean, the one thing that actually stood out for me, I have to say, is in the path of her finding entertainment and inspiration for herself, she found something that would bring her back home with a potential way of earning a living, even if it is from just the event side of things. And it's sometimes the silver lining that you find in going out and of your way to actually find your own peace so that being the first interview i intend to do many more interviews as time goes by but i am very firm in saying that i'm glad that the first interview ever done on this podcast was with a female i felt it was important to start that way and not just a female but a female in the arts and a female in the arts who is strong in how she understands herself and that which she's putting out into the world in my case the work i've been i've been doing is going in the perfect direction i've been able to contribute to a couple of things here and there from interviews with different people who are trying to make things happen and from even taking the objective angle of distancing myself from guys who I think are not objective with what they're trying to do or do what, what they're trying to achieve with themselves because to be completely honest I feel like the, the angle I chose to take this year is taking shape and it's making me happier for it and I'll say that because today's episode is actually inspired by the, some of the most beautiful things I've never got to experience on a regular basis because it. This was a very nostalgic episode to make, so, and it's not even born from an actual pinpoint experience that was from the past, but just from actually the present. I recently took myself out for for dinner because the day after the dinner was going to be a day where I'm going to sit down with a person who's going to handle some some legal documentation for me, and. The reason I took myself out was because I'd taken the time to not really be excessive in the way I spend the different coins I've earned in the last couple of months. And I wanted to use the different coins left behind to increase the potential of protecting that which I've created. And also as boot camp for understanding how the system does work to make sure that all uh, my entities and my ideas could be protected as the future comes towards me. And the thing about me is... I've always been hesitant to doing things just haphazardly because yes, my my passions and my creativity does run rampant, but once they run rampant, they'll sit on a notepad or on a Word document until I'm good and ready to take them to the next level or to evolve them to wherever they're supposed to go next. And I have to say, the day I had was productive. The things I wanted to achieve when I walked into the office this morning and I achieved them all. The things I wanted to achieve on the day in question, I also achieved them all. And in the evening, after all was said and done, I took myself to this space. And it's a restaurant known as Nabo. It's a very recently opened restaurant. And I sat in this restaurant, I had one of the, and this is like 
un unsolicited advertising. It's called NABO. It's on the bypass path when you're going towards uh, St. Austin's School. If you're going towards James Kishuru Road, on that path, you'll see a big white sign, an oval-shaped sign called NABO. If you get the chance, go in there. The owner is an actual chef, and she knows her way around, making sure her cooks and her chefs also make perfect burgers. And I had their blue cheeseburger, medium rare with bacon and fries, and it was amazing and to wash it down because um at the time i was on medication and everything and i couldn't take anything alcohol driven or alcohol based so i just had the um, mint pineapple juice which was really really good also and i had the meal and it was it was like around six o'clock in the evening and it made no sense to get an uber because it was a safe enough time of day to actually walk to a place where could actually lead me to my destination which was home so i just walked out I took a walk and I took that walk and the walk literally for lack of a better word was zen I literally felt as if this is why people move to the suburbs this is literally why people will distance themselves from the hustle and bustle of cities to actually find the suburbs and as a guy who really doesn't really mind the noise of the city because with, with my imagination sometimes the noise of the city kind of inspires different sparks here and there of what i could potentially create with the work that i draw and i walk down this path and i'm seeing these green greenery of just trees bushes and i'm seeing houses very affluently built and very affluently taken care of and manicured lawns and I'm just walking down this path and I get to the main highway and then I come, they come back up from there and I walk a, a big distance thereafter and I'm just taking my time. The sun is 5pm sun and, I, and I'm a sucker for 5pm. I even made a song about my favorite period in time which is if you go to South Carolina, look for Point Blank Evumbi, I think it's called My Life Story. I literally, the hook has the words 5pm in the sunshine is my is my favorite time of the day and add that to the smell of dried eucalyptus leaves being burnt by caretakers who've just raked them in the last couple of hours and you add that to the actual fresh air and just clearing your mind of thought and just taking one step at a time one foot in front of the other the the way that walk felt reminded me of when i was a kid and Growing up along Gong Road, we, we sometimes, me and a friend of mine called Fred, we'd, we'd leave the compound, which we were told to never leave by our parents. So we were being disobedient. I think we were around 13, 14, 12, 13, 14, around that age bracket. And all we knew was we have to make sure by the time it hits 4.30, we're walking back towards the compound and we're inside the compound by 5.30 or 6. And we make sure by the time 5.30 or 6, we get to the house, we've already showered, we're supposed, we're, where we're supposed to be. Mom won't ask questions, mom won't have to scrub the bottom of our foot with, with, with uh, a wet finger or a wet cloth to see if we actually took a bath or not. Because if we were dirty, that was a whooping and a shower. So when you were walking down James Gishuru Road and walking through what is Kilimani leading towards Kileleshwa and all that just to see what the other half looks like and we'd walk and see these manicured lawns and these well manicured live fences and we're just looking at this stuff as we're walking and the, the whole idea of when you come from an area which is a parastatal and you're, it's just blocks upon blocks and we're living on top of each other in these areas and you literally knew borderline everyone over there was 
along the lines of the same class as you were and then across the road if you just walk a couple of distances from there you'll actually see these different spaces for what they are i mean sometimes we'd walk from dagoriti all the way to uh yaya center just to see the gaming arcade that used to be on the ground floor we, di- we didn't have the money for tokens we didn't have money for fare back we, we walked up and we walk- we'd walk back down only to see what the other side looks like and when i say the other side i mean this you hear of Sunday afternoons. For me, Sunday afternoons was do your homework before Monday gets here. To other people in the same city space, Sunday afternoon is time with the family, brunches and picnics and all that. And sometimes it just helps to kind of see what it looks like so you could go experience that. And those walks me and Fred would take, and sometimes I'd take them with my brother, if I might take them with my brother Steve, may rest in peace and when we would take these walks the crazy thing was i remember one time it kind of went sideways because somebody tried to mug my brother Ephraim, but luckily they, did, they didn't get the chance to because of his sphere of influence and the respect that they'd have and all my brother did was talk to them and they they calmed down and were able to make it back home in one piece but we all did that to try to see what the other side looks like and then we, it kind of gave us a driving force to actually go out and find our own coins on our own path. And we pushed ourselves to make something. And now flash forward to this one day of the week in the evening at 6 p.m. And I'm walking down these spaces which we couldn't access before. But now that I'm a grown man, I can actually walk on my own and be safe because I'm very aware of my surrounding and everything around me. So I'm walking and I'm seeing this and I'm experiencing this. And that nostalgia kind of brought a degree of fulfillment for me because I'm glad especially this week I'm truly glad for every experience I've had even in the different things I wanted to do that actually fell short I'm glad for them because unlike last year where last year may have been retrograde and I think I may have been affected by said retrograde 2020 has just started with the whole idea of Zen I'm, I mean composure yes there's things that are intense i'm supposed to finish in a certain time period and yes they're demanded by said clients to actually get them out as quickly as possible but they're not making me uncomfortable everything that i know i'm supposed to fulfill i'm not scared of getting it done i'm in utter peace with it i'm not concerned by it i'm not second guessing myself as much if anything I'm, I'm measured in that I'll do a, a painting stroke here and a painting stroke there and by the time I finish one or two pieces of it even by the time I'm feeling like my eyes are burning because that I'm tired by the time I lay my head in bed I can tell myself okay we can successfully say that's been done effectively we'll walk away from this it's fine it's good and by the time I wake up the next day should I be awake early enough or should I even be awake a little later I know by the time I come back in the evening to do whatever I need to do in the evening everything I want to do in the office I'll also fulfill that 8 hour period in the office will also be used effectively and one walk one evening walk all by myself was the most satisfying thing I've experienced in a very very long and I kind of realized why it was important for me to stop doing the whole thing of having earphones in my ear and listen to music as I walk. I listen to music as I work. And it, depending on the discography I've chosen for a specific day, that discography is supposed to be a conduit to make sure I'm actually able to effectively conclude or effectively complete 
a maximum amount of work and in the evenings just hearing the sounds of nature hearing the sounds of even traffic and the hustle and bustle hearing the sounds of people walking and talking to each other conversations that have nothing to do with me but just the, the sound of them walking and talking it kind of reminds me of even the few times when I when I was really deep into music and trying to listen to music as I moved around I loved listening to operatic music as you're moving around in in buses and stuff and even those operatic sounds played a very important role in that they made me kind of see my space in a different light and i remember having a conversation with a fellow artist and i told her about this thing that i've been considering because from the very beginning of 2020 i've been mentioning this on this podcast that i intend to travel and it's because of one thing i was actually told by a person who said that my work has been improving in a great way and in a great deal but it may be shortchanged because I don't travel and I don't experience the world as much as I should and the possibilities that could exist if I actually traveled more and took these particular talents and curiosities and had them immersed in different worlds that have no relation to that which I see every day I mean granted I could hit Google Maps and I could click on that button and I I'd take myself to the GPS location and hit the rotating camera and I see what that space looks like but it's different when you're there with the sights and smells and even the people and interactions it gives you more it's literally why I like film so much and why I probably was too harsh on the episode earlier where I spoke about how I feel there's a disillusionment in how film is supposed to be perceived film to me to quote a character from the uh, Netflix series Eight, I think it was a Netflix series. I apologize. I may be mistaken. There was a series called Eight, and it was done by the Wachowski brothers. They were brothers then. I think they're sisters now. But the Wachowskis. Let's keep. Let's leave it at that. And there's this one moment where the character who's supposed to be based in Nairobi, Kenya, where he's asked, "How come you have such a big screen TV?" And he said, "Well, it's my window to the world. I get to see the world through that screen." And I think of that and. I will say this I do cocoon myself a lot away from that which is everyday entertainment in order for me to have the potential or the position to enjoy or learn from that which is entertainment and that which is the greatest fulfillment of fantasy and theater but the environments are so much for me because I want to improve how I draw even the environments that I that I put my characters in because it's it's very very important for me to get that right. The environment in which my characters interact is literally the backbone of how effectively that story will be taken. Regardless of how well I make the expressions come to life, but if I make the characters look like I'm actually making my my audience view things from their perspective, because even like now when I look at my favorite illustrators when I make the slideshows of some of their comic book pages on my on, on my computers, I I try to understand where the camera placements are in regards to the specific artist, so that I can almost maybe emulate depending on what I'm trying to achieve to make the visuals come to life. Notice how all these things, even the Zen experience, also still feed back to my work trying to be even better in what it executes. And I'd, I'd like to, if you can, take the time the next time you're watching a show and ask yourself the positioning and the framing of how the camera has been put in certain spaces. Look at how certain characters are portrayed in regards to how the lens is treated to show them. 
and in those particular lenses how well are they seen to you the audience member how well are they shown as far as the kind of touch they want you to have of them because i know in horrific clips and not to make a character have a degree of psychosis the camera comes right up to the person's face but it kind of has has a fish lens kind of effect to make it look like you're inside this person's head and the paranoia is inside their head and when you see a person who's kind of confident and is supposed to be in a powerful frame they kind of put the character the character with the, with the camera a little bit lowered so you look up to the character because they found their zen or even when a character is feeling low the camera will move from them being low and when they find their actual truth they rise up and the camera rises with them and these little things i think my my walk today had hints of that why do i keep saying today my walk this week had hints of that (laughs) i walk every day but i keep on feeling as if the zen keeps on carrying itself forward and i hope that the remainder of what is february and what's the beginning of march i really hope that every step of the way when I take these journeys and these curiosities to the next level that I don't end up falling short to myself of the beauty that is amazing sound or the beauty that is amazing execution I mean I'm so happy lately and it makes me glad that with all that is coming towards me it's almost as if I'm watching myself psychologically and subconsciously come to terms with how certain journeys are slowly taking themselves to the next level they're supposed to achieve. I am evolving into what is to come next. And the harshness of the retrograde and the harshness of the meltdowns is literally now being put into perspective in that that's why you had to go through that because where you're going now those are not the pressures you're going to face that pressure that felt super aggressive was the the benchmark to help you know that this is where we cap that which was those experiences of being younger and where we're going next it's going to be with you prepared every step of the way i even removed myself from uh, groups say in the social media that I found were not progressing themselves because I, I, I don't think it's fair to anyone when you have people who are constantly complaining about the same old same things because if there's more complaint than solution orientation then the problem continues to fester and I feel cancers are supposed to be removed and not treated as if they're supposed to be pacified by placebos because I think the placebos to most people's sad situations is they keep on telling themselves, yo, it'll get better in the future, but they don't think about how it will get better and they don't want to do the work of making it better. They'd much rather just keep on saying that, yo, these things are bad and I think it kind of gives them the boost or sometimes you've been beat down by things around you so aggressively that you refuse to accept that distancing yourself from it will probably be the best thing for you to each their own but i do hope and pray that all of you out here find the zen that i speak of say it with me be caesar or be nothing at all thank you for constantly continuing to support and sharing this podcast with more of your friends i cannot thank you enough because 
when you have these many ideas swirling in your head and some people tell you that they like the fact that you're actually effectively laying them out to get them to be in the next level it makes me happy so it actually means that i'm actually serving a purpose not only for myself but it ends up having that this selfish act is playing a part in making somebody else be selfish with themselves and they find bits and pieces of me that actually makes them relatable to each other so let's be friends and let's keep the game pushing until next time uno